Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. Today on the podcast, we are going to be covering one of my favorite TV shows of all time, definitely top three, might even be top one, and that is 30 Rock. I love this sitcom. I think it's one of the funniest shows to ever exist, and it's the type of smart humor. I always feel a little bit pretentious saying that something is you know, smart humor, but it's the type of smart humor, quick, fast writing that makes a TV show so good for rewatches. And you have to always have the subtitles on because the three shows I could think of, I would say Veep, Arrested Development, and 30 Rock have such quick, fast paced, witty writing that you need to have subtitles on. And sometimes you need to watch an episode three times over before you fully get every joke. And to me, 30 Rock is just the gold standard of comedy. They have so many good characters in the show. They have such good writing. They have such good spinoff shows within the show. Queen of Jordan, Bitch Hunter, Milf Island. I'm going to sound like a nut job if you've never watched it, but those are some of the shows that they joke about within the show. And today on the podcast, we're going to be covering a little bit about 30 Rock, behind the scenes stuff about it, you know the drill, some fun facts about the TV show, and then we are going to take it character by character. And we're going to talk a little bit about the actors and actresses on the show, as well as some of their scandals, blind items, and gossip, because you know me, I'm a little bit nosy. So we'll be covering Tina Fey, who plays Liz Lemon, Tracy Morgan, who played Tracy Jordan, Jaren Kakowski, who played Jenna Maroney, um, Alec Baldwin, of course, who played Jack Donaghy, and there's a few other niche people. Elizabeth Banks played... Avery Jessup on the show. We've got a few blind items about her. And some of these folks don't have any blind items at all, but we'll give them a little bit of a shout out. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. All right, a little overview of 30 Rock just to wet your whistle before we get really deep into it. It was a sitcom TV show created by Tina Fey. It aired on NBC and it was really cool because the show kind of was a little bit of a fantasy of the way that Tina Fey worked on and wrote for SNL. So it covers a show, TGS, which stands for The Girly Show. And in 30 Rock, Tina Fey plays Liz Lemon, this writer for a sketch comedy show. And she works with some crazy actors and actresses. And she has this very conservative capitalist boss, Jack Donaghy, who's played by Alec Baldwin. There's a lot of really cool dynamics between the characters on the show. You have the dynamic between powerful Jack Donaghy as the boss and kind of awkward, unlucky in love Liz Lemon as the head writer. You have the dynamic between the two Hollywood stars on the show who are both kind of airhead idiots, but so completely narcissistic. And then you have... um, the relationships between the quirky, nerdy, dorky writers of the show and the celebrities who are on the show. So there's just so many great opportunities for good scenes within 30 Rock and all of the characters play so well off of each other. So a little bit about how the casting of the show worked. Tina Fey obviously wrote for the show and she cast herself as the lead character. The next person who was cast was Tracy Morgan as Tracy Jordan and and then Kenneth. Um, who's played by Jack McBrayer. And I love the character of Kenneth, this kind of like bumbling hillbilly idiot who's a page, kind of like intern status of the show, but so incredibly dedicated and loyal to his job. I wish I could relate to that. (laughs) I remember sometimes I would binge 30 Rock and I would be like, you know what? The Kenneth character seems so happy. Maybe I should give 110% to my marketing job and that would make me happy. And I would go into work on Monday trying to do that. It would only last for like an hour. <laughs> the The concept of Kenneth the page is just, uh, I don't think he could ever exist in the real world. Now, Jane, Jane Krakowski plays Jenna Maroney and she does such a good job in it. You also see her play um, the rich lady in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. But Rachel Dratch, who is Tina Fey's uh, friend, comedy partner from SNL, she was actually supposed to be cast to portray Jenna, which I think is really interesting because Rachel Dratch is so funny. She's so deadpan. She's in this iconic SNL sketch where she plays Debbie Downer. You've probably seen it before. Lindsay Lohan is a guest in in that sketch. And Rachel Dratch is really funny, but I cannot imagine her playing Jenna Maroney because Jenna Maroney is 
a blonde, bubbly, narcissistic airhead. And I just feel like Rachel Dratch is like a little bit too smart for that. All right, obviously Alec Baldwin was cast as Jack Donaghy, um, this very uncensored vice president of, it's really funny, he's the vice president in the show of East Coast Television and Microwave Oven Programming, which is pretty funny. And Tina Fey has said before that she wrote the character of Jack Donaghy specifically to be played by Alec Baldwin. And aren't you curious too, like, how many characters have been written purely because they had someone else in mind? Like for some TV shows, for example, casting Blake Lively as Serena Vander Woodson, I think she was a great fit for it, but those books existed before the TV show did. But when you have something like, let's say, Pretty Little Liars, did they write the character of Emily thinking that it was going to be Shay Mitchell? To me, I feel like anyone could have played Emily on Pretty Little Liars, but only Alec Baldwin could play Jack Donaghy, and he did it so well. So apparently Tina Fey was really pleasantly surprised when he agreed to do it. She wasn't expecting that, and she said that having Alec Baldwin on the team really shot the show up to be, you know, next level, and it wouldn't have been that good without Alec Baldwin. There were also, there were so many different cameos, because don't you love that in comedy shows? I feel like everyone in the world of comedy and Hollywood kind of knows each other. So typically on so many different comedy shows, like, I don't know, Broad City, or um, you know even the voice actors on BoJack Horseman, you have so many different other comedians popping in for cameos. They did that a lot for 30 Rock. And um, they also had politicians. So Al Gore was on the show twice. Nancy Pelosi was in the show. Condoleezza Rice was in the show. And they have really funny little bits. I always think it's fun when, you know, politicians get their freak on and get a little bit funny. Now, there is a little bit of um, kind of scandal or intrigue around 30 Rock. You know how there are some shows where people go back and realize that in certain comedy shows some open secrets in Hollywood were being revealed. So one example of this is in Family Guy. There's a scene and shows, I'm going to reference 30 Rock, I'm going to reference Family Guy and The Simpsons. And with Family Guy and The Simpsons, there's like hundreds of episodes. There's so much content in there. So one example of this is that when all of the Kevin Spacey um, allegations of him abusing minors, you know, boys, came out, there was an old clip in Family Guy that someone found where Stewie is running away saying, help, like I was just trapped in Kevin Spacey's basement. And I know that there's a lot of different references in The Simpsons to things that happen. Two references that happened in 30 Rock were both about Harvey Weinstein. And, you know, obviously like everybody knows what's going on with Harvey Weinstein. And there was also another reference to Bill Cosby before stuff about Bill Cosby came out. So there's a scene in 30 Rock where Tracy Jordan is upset with Bill Cosby because he like, you know, uh, hit on or assaulted his aunt who was a waitress and thought that nobody knew about it. And that came out years before the Cosby scandal really broke. And then there was also two different quotes about Harvey Weinstein. They've now been wiped from the internet. And there was also, um, an episode of 30 Rock that had blackface in it, and then that was also wiped from the internet. So the Harvey Weinstein quotes, like maybe you can find them on Vimeo now, but I just remember it was Jenna Maroney was talking about something, and she was saying uh, something about how she's so steadfast and determined, and she has great ethics, and she was like, I said no to Harvey Weinstein three times out of five. So that was like a little bit of a Harvey... Weinstein reference of him, you know, throwing himself at actors and actresses and abusing them. So let me know what you think about Harvey Weinstein references. I know that once again, Family Guy, the creator of it, Seth MacFarlane at one of the award shows when he was giving out like, I don't know, woman of the best actress, woman of the something. He said in his speech, he was like, congratulations to these nominees. You no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. And I've seen the internet go two different ways on this. Sometimes I see the internet say, good for these people. You know, they were talking about the Harvey Weinstein rumors and allegations, even though nobody else was. But then the other half of the internet will say, well, wait a minute, they were just making jokes about it. And these women weren't saying no to Harvey Weinstein or pretending to be attracted to him. They were getting full on raped and abused by him. So maybe this isn't something you should joke about. I could see it going either way. Let me know what you think. 
All right, awards-wise, 30 Rock just sweeped. They won so, so many different Emmys. Um, they broke some records in 2009. They got 22 Emmy Award nominations, and they won five of them, which is pretty crazy. Now, something that you might not know is that there was supposed to be a spinoff of 30 Rock. So in 2019, Tina Fey and one of the 30 Rock uh, co-showrunners were going to create another comedy series from NBC, and the script of that was going to have Alec Baldwin playing Jack Donaghy, and the show was going to follow his political career as the mayor of New York after the series finale. And Alec Baldwin was in negotiations for like a year to do this project before he ended up dropping out. All right, let's do some 30 Rock fun facts before we get into the individual actors and actresses. First fun fact is that the original title of the show wasn't going to be 30 Rock. It was going to be called Rock Center. And then Tina Fey wanted the title The Peacock, but apparently NBC wasn't a fan of that because they didn't want to mock the company logo, which is funny because there's a few moments within the TV show where they do mock the Peacock logo, and I think it's pretty funny. All right, another fun fact is that Alec Baldwin based Jack Donaghy off of Lauren Michaels. And Lauren Michaels is, um, he's the big wig at SNL. He's really involved with NBC. And apparently Alec Baldwin said, quote, professionally, Jack is a prototype of several GE executives, but in his personal life, he's Lauren Michaels. As I always say, Lauren is someone who has a tuxedo in the glove compartment of his car. And Lauren is a friend and I adore Lauren, but we do stick it to Lauren a lot. This is an interesting thing about the Jack Donaghy Liz Lemon relationship. There were a few moments, there were a few moments in season one where it kind of seemed like, are they going to do like a little bit of a love thing between both of them? Do not like it. I'm so glad that like they never had Jack and Liz fall in love. It just wouldn't have worked. Um, but about the Jack and Liz relationship, they said, quote, the writers wanted to make it somewhere between Mary Tyler Moore and Lou Grant and Han Solo and Princess Leia. Another fun fact is about Tracy Jordan and his on-screen entourage, Grizz and .com. I love the dynamic between Tracy, Liz, or sorry, Grizz and .com. It's just so funny, especially because you you start the show not knowing a lot about these different bodyguards, but the different quirks that they have, like um, how Grizz has a has a fiance named fiance or how .com is like a secret intellectual. It's just so fun. And apparently Tracy Morgan was really good friends with his on-screen entourage. Quote, the chemistry you see on camera, that's just what it is. They're friends and that's why it comes so well across on TV. Another casting thing, John Hamm auditioned for the role of Jack Donaghy. He ends up playing one of Tina Fey's love interests, uh, Dr. Drew Baird, a guy who's like this perfect perfect looking doctor who's so handsome and so gorgeous on the outside, but a complete idiot on the inside. I have dated someone just like that. Anyway, and John Hamm was really good for it. I do not think he would have done Jack Donaghy well. I think no one could have done it like Alec Baldwin. Okay. Donald Glover was also a writer for the show. A lot of people on Patreon have said, Shannon, you need to watch Community and do an episode on it. So I've started to watch Community, and it's really good. Obviously, Donald Glover is on that. But when he was just really, really young, um, I think he started writing for 30 Rock right out of college, or maybe he was still in college. Yes. Okay. So Tina Fey says that Donald Glover started writing for the show right out of college, but he was still living in an NYU dorm. He was an RA and he would go work on the show and then go back home to his dorm. And he's one of the writers on the show. He, Donald Glover is a couple years ago. I did a really deep dive on him. One day, one day we should do an episode on him. Well, he'll be in the community episode, but he's incredibly talented. He's one of those like total renaissance man where he can sing, he can dance, he can act, he can write. He, he's just a full-on creative entertainer. So he was a writer on 30 Rock and <laughs> he's featured two different times in the show and one is really funny. It's a scene where Tracy Jordan is giving a graduation speech and he's talking to all these kids who are graduating and he's like, you just need to be yourself. Like, don't hide. Don't pretend to be someone else. I'm talking to you, you know, kid who's obviously gay. And then Donald Glover goes, who told? Oh, God, I love this show so much. Okay, fun fact about the writing of this show. This is what I mean where I say it's so quick and you need to watch it with subtitles on. The show has 10 jokes per minute. 
So in 2010, a blogger calculated how many jokes there were per minute in the show, and there's an average of 9.57 jokes each minute. It's, oh God, it's such a good show. All right, another storyline that almost happened but didn't, they were going to have Jenna Maroney and Pete Hornberger. Hornberger! I love him. They were almost going to have him date. Isn't that crazy? So they wrote a script. It even made it to the table read, but eventually they got rid of it because they were like, it's just too weird, and they didn't want Pete to be unfaithful to his wife. Everyone loves the weird relationship between Pete and Mrs. Hornberger. Okay, something about the politics of the show. So the show does get political. Obviously, they had politicians come on. Liz Lemon leans really left. Alec Baldwin leans really right. And even though the show was considered leftist, the writers actually made an effort to have conservative Jack Donaghy be more correct than liberal Liz Lemon. And they said that they did this just for kind of like the, the rules of comedy. So one of the writers said, quote, it's a lot more fun to let the conservative guy be right because it's because it's contrary to what most TV shows are flogging. It's fun to let Liz be a little less well-informed, but maybe a little more morally right, and for Jack to be a lot more sophisticated. And I liked that. I thought it was just, um, not that I liked it, you know, ideologically, but just I liked it because it came across so well with both of their characters, and it really made Jack Donaghy seem polished, you know? Like, it would be hard to watch a show where the leader of the entire company and the protagonist's boss was wrong about a lot of things. And it was also funny, too, because Jack Donaghy was so conservative and so traditional, but also always so perfect and so good at things. It made for some really funny storylines, like how he was perfect at poker and could always guess everybody's tell, or how Liz Lemon was once going on a spiritual journey. And she was trying to meditate and spend all of these months, you know, really understanding herself. And Jack Donaghy is, you know, ah, poo-poo, that's some hippie bullshit. I'm not going to meditate. But when he goes through a work problem, that's what he has to do. And without ever having done it before, he goes, meditate perfectly, and he reaches nirvana. So it just made for some really, really fun concepts. And lastly, for a fun fact, uh, Alec Baldwin bought all of Jack Donkey's suits when the show ended. So uh, the show's costume designer said that apparently Alec Baldwin really liked his wardrobe on the show. He did always look good. And he took the suits home when the series wrapped. He wrote a big check to NBC, quote, he likes his clothes and wants to look good. So there we go. Without further ado, let's get into some of these actors and actresses. Okay, so before we get into the individual actors and actresses, let's do some blind items that talk about different people on the show interacting with each other, because then we're going to take it actor by actor with their own blind items, but there are a few blinds here that involve more than one people on the show. So here we go. The first blind that we have about 30 Rock is from Blind Gossip, and allegedly it's about Tracy Morgan and Tina Fey. It says... A while back, this comedic television actor said some very offensive things during a performance. One of his television co-stars, who took the insult very personally, came down hard on him and demanded that he refrain from ever repeating the offending material again. The actor refused, claiming that he had to be true to himself as a performer and that controversial material was part of his persona. The co-star, who has more power on the show, told the actor that he would be fired if he didn't make amends for his transgressions. So he relented and finally did apologize, very reluctantly. He told friends that he would never forgive the co-star for making him do the walk of shame. Although they are still on the same show, their relationship is very rocky, and the two do not speak at all unless they are in a scene together. So allegedly, that's about some beef between Tina Fey and Tracy Morgan. Let me know if you believe it. Now, we have another blind about Tracy Morgan with some beef, and this one is with Alec Baldwin. This is from Enti, and the blind says, The main sticking point in repairing any type of relationship between this A-list, mostly TV actor, and his former co-star is an apology from our angry actor for using the N-word. Oh, Jesus, Alec Baldwin. The co-star was really hurt, and the A-lister didn't see what the big deal was about it. Good God. Okay, Team Tracy on that one. All right, this next blind item is about Katrina Bowden, who played Cersei, the like hot, young, kind of receptionist lady on the show, and Alec Baldwin and Ilaria Baldwin. God, aren't you excited for Alec Baldwin's blinds? <laughs> okay, this is from Enti, and it says, 
this former B-list, mostly TV actress who only gets that high because of the long-running network show she had a recurring role on for its entire run is probably C-plus list. That's Katrina. Honestly, unless you watch the show, you might not know who she is. The thing is, though, most of you did watch. She still acts a ton, just probably nothing you will ever see. Anyway, she is also trying to make a living doing fitness. One of the A-plus listers that was the lead in the show, Alec Baldwin, threatened her with legal action if she didn't give up her business because his wife felt threatened by the success of the actress. Apparently, they were both trying to use the fame for, from the show or something. It was a ridiculous thing to say. The actor then said that he could make it so she was blackballed and he had done it before. The guy is such a prick. And how annoying is that? Like, if you're a Laurie Baldwin, your husband's making enough money. Let the C-list actress from the show start whatever it was, like her, her workout fitness program. Like, there's enough room. Every single celebrity has their own skincare line now. There's enough room for everyone. I just think that's so trashy. Okay, we, we do have another blind about Katrina, a.k.a. Cersei from NT. The C-plus movie and TV actress is on a huge comedy network hit. Small but recurring role and is usually on every week. Well, she was at an event the other night and getting paid, but it was sparsely attended and she was not getting paid much. She was complaining that she never gets the good parties and the parties that pay a lot for her to attend. At what point, she said, who do I have to fuck to get to host a Vegas party? Because I will. I'm sick of this crap here. All right, this is a blind item from Enti that's allegedly about Judah Friedlander, who plays Frank Rossitano. He's one of the writers on the show who is always wearing different hats with, like, slogans on them. So this may or may not be about him. It was never revealed, but some people think it was. And it says, This B-list mostly TV actor should be grateful for that long-running NBC comedy hit, of which he was a part, and hopefully he saved some money. He has had a tough time getting anyone to hire him for more than one-off episodes. He was the biggest a-hole the final season or two of the show and really had no reason to be, other than he thought that he should get more lines. So some people think that that was about Frank from 30 Rock. Other people think that it was about Todd from Scrubs or Martin Crane from Frasier. All right, and the last blind item we have about multiple people from the show is from BuzzPhoto, and it says, All is not well on the set of this successful comedy. The two leads, Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin, are no longer speaking to each other, and for what reason? Well, the usual ego clashing. The public expects this sort of crap from the male, but would be surprised to learn that the female is just as bad, if not worse. She's well-liked, but from everything we've heard can be a real pain in the butt to work with as well as petty. And that is going to take us into some of Tina Fey's blind items, because they kind of match up. We are going to start with Tina Fey, and I previously have talked about Tina Fey in the episode we did about Mean Girls, but I'll just do, you know, a little bit more about her. All right, we know Tina Fey, hilarious comedian, actress, writer, producer. She was on an SNL, 30 Rock. She did Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She did Mean Girls, and then a few other movies that I have to be honest, I just don't think did that well, like Date Night, Sisters, Baby Mama, and maybe it's just because when you already do a 10 out of 10 with Mean Girls, everything else just isn't going to measure up, but I've always been curious, you know, will Tina Fey ever make it back to her peak, or is it just kind of downhill since 30 Rock and, and Mean Girls? Something interesting about her that she wrote about in her book, which I would have never known if it wasn't for her book, is that when she was a child, she was slashed. She was just playing in the front yard one day and um, someone came up with a knife and like literally slashed her face. And once you know that, you can kind of see it in uh, Mean Girls and 30 Rock and, you know, really anything that she stars in. Kind of by her jaw, there is a slight scar there. And you'll kind of notice that in 30 Rock, she's always tilting her head in a way where you try not to see it. And she said in her book that she really focuses on that. But it's so funny because I watched hours of her on screen. And before I knew that, I, I had no idea she had a scar. Okay, so I don't want to reread all of these blind items for people who have already listened to the Mean Girls episode. So I'll just pick and choose ones that kind of shout out Tina Fey's blind item life. And a lot of them say, which really strikes a, it strikes a dagger. Ooh, how dramatic. It puts a dagger through my heart because I love Tina Fey but the blind items aren't great. So here's one that kind of sums up five. 
An owner of a decor store is probably wishing he never opened the door to this A-list writer who used to be an A-plus list TV actress. She has worked on multiple hit network shows and also done hit movies, horrible movies, and theater. Apparently, she is not the nicest person to work with on home decor, and the owner of the store says that if she had been his first customer, she would have been his last, and he would have given up on the business. She would yell at him and his employees and reminded everyone all the time that she is a star and they were working for her. Just awful. There were also a lot of different blind items about Lindsay Lohan, like stalking Tina Fey because she is begging to do a Mean Girls reboot so then that way she can be, you know, back in the limelight. This former A-plus list mostly TV actress who also writes and produces had to change her phone number because of the volume of texts and calls that she was getting from this former A-minus list mostly movie actress. And another one that says, apparently over the holidays, this former almost A-list mostly movie actress turned escort, Lindsay Lohan, showed up unannounced multiple times at the home of this writer slash former A-list mostly TV actress, asking for a role in a new reboot of a movie that they once worked on together. We also have Cheating Blinds and uh, Tina Fey's husband, Jeff Richmond, he wrote, or I guess he's a music composer, and he composed a lot of that jazzy music for 30 Rock and also the music for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And sadly, this is a blind from the Oscars years ago that says, this married A-list showrunner, writer, director is cheating on her husband. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? It's probably not checking your credit score, but at Chime, that's exactly what they do. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So you can start your credit journey with Chime. Signing up only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com fluently. That's Chime.com fluently. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank, not pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. All right, up next, we are going to cover a little bit about Tracy Morgan. So Tracy Morgan was born in Brooklyn. He's the second of five children. Um, his father was a musician who left the family when Tracy was six years old. So Tracy Morgan has said that he was bullied a lot as a child. Um, when he was 17, he learned that his father had contracted HIV from needle use, and then his father died two years after that. He married his girlfriend Sabina that year, and he dropped out of high school four credits short of his diploma to care for his father. So he was living on welfare, he sold crack cocaine, and then he started earning money performing comedy on the streets after his best friend was murdered. His story, there's also, I do think that they tie a lot of real life aspects from these actors and actresses into the show. Like, for example, Tina Fey has said that Liz Lemon was basically crafted after her. And there's um, a plot line in the show where Tracy Jordan, it's so confusing with their last names, does a show called or does a movie called Hard to Watch. And it's all about his life and his childhood growing up and how traumatic and all the trials and tribulations of it. And I have to say, like, I do wonder if they took part of it from his life because he did not have an easy life. So apparently one of his friends told him, uh, quote, Tracy, man, you should be doing comedy. A week later, that best friend who told him to do comedy was murdered. Um, and anyway, I think that gave Tracy Morgan the inspiration to do comedy. So then he started a stand-up comedy career. Um, he got really successful from it and then obviously started acting. So there was a traffic collision and lawsuit that he was involved in in 2014. And I'm going to bring this up because there is a blind item about it. So 
In June 2014, Tracy Morgan was a passenger in one of those um, Mercedes Sprinter minibuses, and that bus was involved in a six-vehicle crash in New Jersey. So the bus was traveling north on the turnpike. It was struck behind from a tractor trailer, and that caused this chain reaction crash. And Morgan was with um, three other comedians in the bus. And the crash killed one of Tracy Morgan's friends. I swear to God, I want to look into his birth chart or something because I just feel like, oh my God, like there's just so much trauma in his life. So the crash killed his friend who was a 16-year-old comedian. Tracy Morgan was taken by helicopter from the crash to a hospital. He had a broken leg and femur, ugh, a broken nose, several broken ribs, and he went through surgery. Now, the driver of the Walmart truck that crashed into the bus pleaded not guilty to the charge of death and four counts of assault. And basically, in this lawsuit, they were alleging that this Walmart truck driver had dozed off, and that was why he hit Tracy Morgan's bus, and that the Walmart truck driver had been awake for more than 24 hours, which I've watched some documentaries, texting while driving and being sleepy while driving is even more dangerous than drunk driving. Not saying that any of them are good, but I'm just saying like, it's just so sad when things like this happen that can be avoided. So Tracy Morgan ended up suing Walmart for negligence, but then Walmart back in the lawsuit cast partial blame on Tracy Morgan and other people in the bus for not wearing seatbelts. So this went back and forth for a bit. In May 2015, Walmart ended up settling the lawsuit for a multi-million dollar amount. And the driver of the Walmart truck accepted a plea deal where he would plead as guilty but serve no jail time. Other different kind of controversies, controversies that have happened in Tracy Morgan's life is kind of similar to Tracy Jordan. Jordan. He has just uh, made some real foot-in-the-mouth comments. So uh, there was one appearance he made where he was asked to choose between Sarah Palin and Tina Fey for who was better looking. And he said that Palin was, quote, good masturbation material. He also has made remarks about gay people, uh, reportedly saying that if his son were gay, his son better speak to him like a man or he would, quote, pull out a knife and stab him. He apologized for that one, saying that he had gone too far. Um, in 2011, he made a comment about disabled children saying, quote, don't ever mess with women who have R-worded kids. There's just, there's a lot of different, and I'm not going to read through everything because they're all kind of of the same variety, but there's been a lot of foot in the mouth, things like that. So let us take a look at some of Tracy Morgan's blind items. All right. The first one, this married permanent A plus list comic who sometimes acts is about to be hit with the news that he has a five-year-old child. Ooh. Here's another one. The substance abuse of this former late night actor turned a minus less comic actor is out of control. Plus he is not taking his meds, a really bad situation. Another blind that says this former late night star turned controversial actor has a recently fairly new gig that is doing pretty well, which is when he returned to stand up comedy. He seems to like the newfound attention from women and is cheating on his wife. There are whispers that she is cheating too. So maybe this is what makes both of them happy. All right, this is a blind item from Enti that references the car accident. It says, this A minus B plus list comic actor who is usually found on television says he exag exaggerated a life condition in order to get paid as he put it. He said he deserves an Oscar for what he pulled off. Ooh, interesting. We have a blind item from Blind Gossip, and it says, Don't believe anything this funny actor says about his latest girlfriend. She's just the latest in a long line of paid-for strippers that he tries to pass off as girlfriends. The only thing that sets her apart from previous girlfriends is that all of her body parts are real, and she plans on keeping them. Now, I understand the part where it says all of her body parts are real, but she plans on keeping them. Maybe that means she's not going to take the implants out or like, why would anyone not plan on keeping your body part? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm reading that wrong. All right. And the last blind item, this is from years ago. This very funny C plus list TV actor with B list name recognition on a very hit ensemble TV show was recently pulled over by the police. 
our actor had a bit too much to drink and was probably going to get arrested for a DUI. Figuring that he had nothing to lose, he offered the policemen their choice of the three women he had just picked up at a club and was taking back to his hotel room. Remarkably, both the officers and the two women chosen agreed. The policemen made one of the women drive, followed the actor to his hotel, and spent about an hour in his suite before heading back out on patrol. I, to me, that one kind of sounds like fan fiction. I don't think I believe it. But then again, like there are corrupt cops. I'm going to go with like a light don't believe, but let me know what you think. All right, up next, Jane Krakowski, who plays... Jenna Maroney. I love Jenna Maroney and 30 Rock. Um, so Jane is an actress, comedian, singer. She was in 30 Rock. She was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She was raised in the state of Tracy Jordan's accident, which is New Jersey. And something, something that I think is interesting, there's, there's nothing cr too crazy about her life. Um, you know, she's been, she's a singer. She's been in a few TV shows, but this is really funny. In January 2021, the Daily Mail alleged that she had a nine-month relationship with Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. <laughs> Between late 2019 and the summer of 2020, um, both Jane and Mike denied the allegation, and Mike sued the Daily Mail for libel. The case was dismissed on the grounds that a, quote, reasonable person would not view anything in the Daily Mail articles as defamatory. Which, by the way, if I ever get sued, I hope I can do the same thing. I'll be like, any any reasonable person would not listen to Fluently Forward and take it to heart. <laughs> so I'm free to say whatever I want to say. All right, let's do some of the blind items on Jane. This barely B-list, mostly anything she can get actress did have a huge role on a huge hit TV show, but just stumbles from one minor movie role to the next. Anyway... Our very attractive, slightly aging actress was filming a commercial and wanted a camera moved to a different position. And when the director said no, our actress stood there with her arms crossed and a pout on her lips for 15 minutes until the director agreed to move it. Our actress then smiled and jumped up and down like a 10-year-old. Not too much tea in that one, just I feel like, you know, someone being a little bit of a diva on set. Another blind, this B-list mostly TV actress is going to drop to a C if she doesn't get some work that doesn't involve Broadway soon. That long-running network comedy she was on will only keep her at B-list for so long. Over the weekend, she yelled at a paparazzi, not for taking her photo, which she loves, but because he took it at an angle which she felt didn't show off all the plastic surgery she recently had to try and get younger roles. Another blind item from NT, at a season premiere party for this almost television show this past weekend, this B-plus list, mostly television actress you all know, kept asking everyone if they could notice the new work she had done to her face and breasts. <laughs> all right, now you know it's not a Fluently Forward episode until we mention Jeffrey Epstein or Ghislaine Maxwell. And wouldn't you know it, there's a goddamn fucking blind item about Jane Krakowski and Ghislaine Maxwell. It says, this former child actress turned B-plus list adult actress from multiple hit shows is in London this week. A reporter asked her about her long-standing friendship with the Madam Procurer sexual assaulter. Our actress said the question was inappropriate and walked to the next reporter who asked her about her hair. And I will be posting it on Instagram this week. But yes, there is a photo of Jane, of Jane Krakowski with Ghislaine Maxwell. And I know that she was a socialite and not every single person she takes a photo with was, you know, in on everything that was happening. But still, it's a little bit unusual. All right, another one. The good news is that this A-minus, B-plus list, mostly television actress and sometimes host got her show picked up for the fall, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. The bad news is that her husband has been cheating on her with a woman in his office, very long lunches over at her place. And her and her husband did end up separating in 2013. So I wonder if it was because of that. All right, the last blind item for her. That bright and shiny smile from this B-plus list, mostly television actress who is taking a run through almost television on another hit, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, is a trick. 
Our actress has had a complete set of fake teeth that she wears. It is also why she sometimes has trouble speaking so you can't understand her. Everyone always assumed that it was her love of Botox that caused it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, up next is Alec Baldwin, who plays Jack Donaghy, and one day we will have to do an Alec Baldwin Baldwin family history drama. We'll include some of Haley in there. We'll get his brother in there. And of course, we'll get Ilaria Baldwin. There is so much about him. We can also do an episode that dives into the recent shooting um, of the set that he was in. But for today, we're just going to do a little TLDR on him and then some of his individual blind items. His wife does pop up in a few of them, but let me know if you're interested in a deep dive on the Baldwin family. Because anytime, anytime there's more than one person in a family in Hollywood, I just feel like there's always drama and intrigue and scandal around it. So I love that. Okay, once again, some things that are similar to Alec Baldwin and Jack Donaghy. They were raised uh, Roman Catholic, him and his siblings growing up. I think in the show they say that Jack Donaghy is raised Irish Catholic. So many quotes about Catholicism that I love in 30 Rock. I know that there was one where Kenneth, I believe, is deciding what religion he wants to do. And Jack Donaghy is kind of pitching him on being Irish Catholic. And he's like, well, you know, it's great because you can sin, you can do whatever you want, but as long as you confess, your sins are forgiven. And Kenneth is like, wow, that sounds pretty great. And then Jack goes, but there is crushing, crippling guilt that follows you everywhere in life. You could be eating a sandwich, you could be reading a newspaper on a bench, and the crushing Catholic guilt will just consume you at all times. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head with that one. So Alec Baldwin has acted on the stage, he's acted in TV, he's acted in movies, and there is also another, I keep referencing all of these plot lines of 30 Rock, it's just so good, where Alec Baldwin is talking about the bubble and how hot people live in this kind of bubble of privilege, and in the show, Tina Fey is like, look, like you're good looking, you have nice blue eyes, but you're not that good looking, and he shows her a fake photo, you never see it in the show, but he passes her a photo of him when he was young and Tina Fey is like, oh my God, you were so hot. Something else that I will also be posting on Instagram this week are young pictures of Alec Baldwin. Like, I don't think that he's hot now. When he was young, I actually in San Francisco dated someone who looked exactly like young Alec Baldwin. He was hot. He was hot when he was young and like, I would not ever have expected it. Like, Brad Pitt still looks good now. You know what I mean? Like you could see that happening. I, no, 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 no. I did not expect it, but goddamn, is he hot. Um, marriages, he's had two marriages. He's in his second one right now with Ilaria. There have been many, many different instances, instances of him yelling at his daughter Ireland on the phone. There was a fantastic, um, if you're into any of those Comedy Central roasts, they have a roast of Alec Baldwin and that's, <laughs> it's a really, really funny one. There was also like stupid lame incidents where in 2011, he was on an American Airlines flight playing words with friends on his phone. And when the flight attendant told him to put away his electronic device, he became totally belligerent and had to be removed from the plane and then publicly apologized to passengers who were delayed after that, which is just like classic like guy in Hollywood who's never been told no for the last 15 years, like classic celebrity move. Um, he adopted a vegan diet in 2011. He, despite being conservative on the show, I think something that people found really funny about that too is that he's very openly democratic. He's endorsed Barack Obama. Um, he served on different boards. He's an animal rights activist. He's a supporter of PETA. He's basically done a lot of things that are very leftist leaning. So I think a lot of people found it really funny that he was Republican on the show. Okay, and without getting into all of his blind items, let's just do some to give you a little sense of uh, the bald, the bald eagle, <laughs> the bald winner. There we go. All right, first blind. This A-list actor is also an A-list a-hole <laughs> and chewed out a waiter at a restaurant here in LA. The actor was totally in the wrong, but refused to apologize or back down. He was literally yelling at the waiter in front of everyone. Yeah, he's got goddamn anger issues. All right, here's one about him and Hilaria. Probably a deal was struck. 
the actor wouldn't tell the world that his wife is really American, and she wouldn't tell the world that he is really five years older than he pretends to be. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know about the Hilary Baldwin situation, basically she's fully American, but she pretended to be Spanish for years. And once again, that'll be an entire episode in itself. But yeah, Alec Baldwin, as of today, is 64 years old. If this blind item is correct, that would say that he's 69. And I don't know, maybe it's just the stress from the recent shooting, but he does, I mean, I could see him being 69. All right, we do have a blind item about what happened on the set of Rust with the shooting. We actually have two blind items about it. One, there are two actors who are set to go public about the onset tragedy and will discuss the heavy use of coke and other stimulants to get as much done each day as possible. So I think that's just alleging to how it, it wasn't a good work environment on that set. All right, another blind item. There is a drive right now to ban the firing of guns on set and using real guns that can fire objects. This A-literate, A-plus-less, mostly movie director, Steven Spielberg, is opposed, so it has no chance of going anywhere. And how fucking stupid is that? If we can create CGI dragons in Game of Thrones and you know all of these incredible things, there should be no reason to have real guns on set. Like it's, it's just baffling to me. I hate, I hate when people in Hollywood do stupid risky things for the sake of like being edgy. And it just kind of seems like that's what Steven Spielberg would be about. All right. Uh, a blind item, an example of Laria Baldwin being super problematic. This B plus list celebrity slash fraudster who was only famous because of who she married somehow for whatever reason said that her fraud of pretending to be Spanish, is the equivalent of a trans youth committing suicide. That's not the equivalent at all, but I could imagine something that insane, you know, coming out of her freaking mouth. All right, another blind about the two of them. The significant other of this A-list, mostly movie actor will do whatever she can to protect the inheritance that she will get when the actor dies. There has been talk that the insurance company will not defend or pay any wrongful death lawsuits, which of course means that it will come out of the actor's money. She wants to fundraise so she can protect her inheritance. Another situation about like the will and the inheritance is with Ireland Baldwin, Eric, Alec Baldwin's daughter. Laria and Kim Basinger, who is Alec Baldwin's first wife. Apparently, this barely there celebrity offspring of an A-lister has been cut out of his will at the request of his current wife, who says that the offspring can have the money from her mother, who has a tiny fraction of the wealth of the dad. The offspring has no clue that the stepmom stabbed the offspring in the back. It's just so, it's so like evil stepmommy of a situation. You know what I mean? Like you can't come in between uh, your husband and his daughter. That's just like obscene to me. And we have another blind item about the two of them. It was nice of the celebrity offspring, Ireland Baldwin, to defend a family member, Ilaria Baldwin. It is obvious the offspring of a pair of one-time A-listers has no idea what the family member has done to them behind the scenes or would have an entirely different response to the situation. Oh, poor Ireland. Also, just poor her because her name is Ireland. <laughs> we have another blind about the Alec and Alaria saying, talk about insecure. The barely there celebrity wife of this A-list actor who is now mostly in movies after a long run through television has been doing pop-ins every few hours while her husband films a movie. Now, there was also some drama with Alec Baldwin and Rose McGowan regarding Harvey Weinstein. Here's the blind item about it. It says, this permanent A-list, mostly TV actor has been an A-hole off screen for his entire career. One of the bigger ever to grace films or televisions, just constant assholery. He knows he is in for it with what he has done to women. I wrote about him last week and what he did. Now he is just doubling down and the pain for him is going to be twice as bad when it all comes out. I know he is threatening and berating some of those in his past to stay quiet. I hope they have the courage to speak. And Alec Baldwin had said some things about um, what happened with Harvey Weinstein that was just really messed up and kind of victim blamey um, and things like that. So we'll talk about that more when we cover Alec Baldwin in detail, but this blind item kind of alleges that he might have some allegations in the closet as well for him. All right. And lastly, there are two um, uh, 
cameos on the show that had some blind items. Some people didn't. Some other people, right? Like John Hamm would obviously be in a Mad Men episode. But Elizabeth Banks played Avery Jessup. I loved her character. A couple blind items about her. This one said, the husband of this A-list writer slash actress producer is cheating on her and has been for some time. And we have a lot of blinds about that. This B-plus list actress has been that for a solid decade. She also gets behind the camera from time to time in an executive role. All of you know her. Her husband has been spending far more time with his mistress than his actress wife. Another blind item about this, very rare to see this A-list actress director who can seemingly do it all be anywhere with her husband, but he was there at the Oscars. Most of the time, they don't even live in the same house. God, aren't these Hollywood relationships just like fascinating? This A-list mostly movie actress, who was also an A-list director at this point, told everyone last night that she was done with her cheating husband. She has said this before, but really seemed determined last night to see it through. And, um... Yeah, I mean, as of today, she's still married to her husband. All right, James Marsden, he played Chris Cross, and also I think he played like the Prince Charming and Ella Enchanted. So we only have one blind item on him, but it's a fun one. This B-list mostly movie actor who has had success on television too is a good-looking guy. Ladies love him. His most recent TV gig was in a recurring role on a very hit network show, 30 Rock. Our actor was wasted out of his mind at a club in NYC this weekend and kept throwing $100 bills at waitresses, asking them how much it would take to go home with him. Even though he could barely stand or function, one waitress did go home with him at the end of the night. So not great behavior, but at least you're throwing hundies, you know? I feel like throwing Benjamins around is a little bit more respectful than singles, so hopefully that waitress made a lot of money. All right, so there we have it. Not too much drama around 30 Rock. Obviously, Alec Baldwin has this whole situation. And from the blinds at the beginning, it seems like Tracy Jordan, uh, you know what, there I go again. It seems like Tracy Morgan had a little bit of tension with Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin. But if we look at the blind items, it also seems like Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin really aren't the easiest to work with. So let me know what you think of all these blind items. Is there anything that you've heard about 30 Rock or the people and relationships on it that you agree with, don't agree with, or want to add over to this? So thank you so much for hanging out with me this week, and I will see you next Monday for a new episode of Fluently Forward. Bye, guys.